You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Anyway, I digress. Romans 1.16. It does tie in. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I feel a little bit naughty. Sorry. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, not the gospel of social justice. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone. For who? For everyone who believes, for the Jew first and then also for the Greek. In Matthew 13, 31 to 32, Jesus tells a story. He says, uh, what's the kingdom of heaven like? How can I describe it? What parable can I use to describe it? He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's smaller than all the seeds. But when it is sown, it grows and it shoots out large branches. It becomes a tree, shoots out large branches and the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. I've got four quick thoughts in just a few minutes that we have together to share with you about, about what you're going to find is in the water here at Awakened Church, what you're going to find that's in the atmosphere. The, the first thing I need you to understand is that, that you're not joining an organized religion. You're not joining like a, a, a really cool social club. You, you, are, you are entering into a place where we want to be kind of in the way, yet out of the way, where what you experience is the kingdom of God. The, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, number one, transformation. Transformation. I was 18 years of age when I met Jesus Christ on a beach. I didn't meet Jesus in church because God knew there was no way I was going to go to church. I had no interest in church. My father was an atheist. He raised us not going to church. I was a million miles from church. But, but on a beach through trying to maybe become a pro surfer, I don't know, I was 18 years of age. I was thinking I was entered into this pro-am. I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. The kid that, that had that encounter with Jesus Christ was a selfish, obnoxious, broken, dysfunctional, addicted, wounded, womanizing, using, very, very messed up, very, very jacked up person. And what's amazing about Jesus Christ is he will receive you as you are. Jesus' love receives us as we are. But let me tell you, he loves us too much to leave us as we are. That's called discipleship. A lot of people think, well, God is love. God is love. And say he should just accept me as I am and leave me as I am. No, no, he loves you too much to leave you in your dysfunction. He loves you too much to leave you in your jacked up self. So one of the things you'll find is that this word, this gospel will produce transformation on the inside of you. We were at, at Emerge Ranch watching men go through transformation, go through metamorphosis, go through, you know, shift and paradigm 
shifting moments and and culture and DNA and healing and deliverance and forgiveness because that's what the power of God does. Jesus takes ordinary fishermen and turns them into fishers of men. Jesus takes a a Simon and turns him into a Peter. He takes a, a Saul and turns him into a Paul. He takes a Jacob and turns him into an Israel. What God does is transformation. God is in the transformation business. So guess what? You're in the right place, baby, if you need some transformation. You need some transformation. As soon as you are born again, the the very moment that that you receive Christ, it's not that you joined a, a particular church denomination. The moment that you receive Christ, the Bible says that the Word of God, the seed of heaven goes onto the inside of you, into your heart, and you are born again. At that very moment, at that very moment, the very, very nature of heaven begins to be produced in you. If I plant a plum seed, I'm going to get a plum tree. If I plant an apple seed, I'm going to get an apple tree. If I plant an orange seed, this is not hard, I'm going to get an orange tree. The Bible says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. His name was Jesus. So guess what? The moment you are born again, the moment that Christ, the moment that you receive the Word into your heart, that Word goes in like a seed and begins to produce Christ in you. God only ever said of one, that is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. Right now there are 2.8 billion Christians alive on planet Earth. There are 2.8 billion expressions, flavors, colors, distinctions of Jesus Christ. God will transform you through His Word, the water of His Word, the Holy Spirit coming upon you. So the people, when they meet you, they meet Jesus Christ. When they see you, they see you as the, 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 the cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist said, I must decrease that he may increase. If you said, man, what's happened over, over 35 years of being a Christian? I would tell you that the Jürgen that I used to know has decreased and Christ has increased. Christ has increased. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of it is transformation. God takes a, a man by the name of Moses, Moshe in Hebrew. And the name Moshe means drawn out because he was drawn out of the river Nile by Pharaoh's daughter. And he, at 40, recognizes the oppression of his people. So he decides, I'm going to be a social justice warrior. And a social justice warrior, there's an oppressor and there's oppressed. And the answer is to beat up the oppressor. And so that's what he does. He kills an Egyptian. But it doesn't work out for him because now he's wanted for murder. And so he has to go into the wilderness. And God says, hey, you, you, you're done doing things your way. How about you, you, you try things my way? And so God says to him, what is that in your hand? He says, a staff. He says, throw it down. When he throws it down, it becomes a serpent. Moses fled from it. And God says, pick it up. And I'd be like, God, you pick it up. You turn it into a snake. And, and so Moses goes over and he picks it up by the time, becomes a, a staff again. 
And then God says, you're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to command him to let my people go. And I'm going to anoint you. The, the power of God is going to come upon you. They named you Moshe. They named you drawn out. And you tried in your strength and failed. But now you're going to come under my gospel. You're going to come under my anointing. And I'm going to send you back into Egypt where there's approximately 2 million Israelites. And when you go in, because you're going to radiate with the anointing, because you're going to radiate with the power of God, you will draw out of Egypt. You will draw out of bondage. You will draw out of 400 years of slavery. It won't be you leaving Egypt by yourself this time. You will draw out my entire nation of Israel. You will draw out when the anointing of God comes upon you, you begin to walk in who you're meant to be. I remember being in Bible college and I'm sitting next to this young lady and uh, God bless her. She was, she was uh, sweet. Her name was Kylie. And, uh, and I liked Kylie. She was really cute. She was married and she was pregnant. And, uh, but she had, this, she had this kind of really interesting voice. And uh, so I used to always pretend she was a little doll and I'd go up behind her and I'd pretend she had one of those rip cords and I'd go, my name's Kylie. Like this. And anyway, and I just, and anyway, and she, 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 she was like at about eight months and they were trying to decide their baby name. And, uh, and I'm like, what are you reading? She goes, baby name book. And, uh, and I'm like, why are you reading that? Because, you know, like, I, you know, probably, well, Megan's not because, you know, Yergsley's already, uh, it's already done deal but you know but she was you know she's like well because you know names have meanings in the bible I'm like names have meanings in the bible she goes duh I'm like I got saved on a beach I didn't even know that every name in the bible like has has a meaning to it I'm like oh my gosh I said I said do you think Jürgen's in there she's like well let's have a look so she she hands me the book so I'm going through the J's and sure enough Jürgen was in there under the J's like oh my god that's amazing because all my life I was getting teased in Australia, growing up with a German name, Jürgen, hello, hello, hi, so, you know, Jürgen with a J, looks like Jürgen. And so, you know, and they used to call me Jürgen, the Gherkin, Yogurt, Yople, and things I can't mention in church. And, and so I'm thinking, this is just like God, all these years of reproach, finally, my name's gonna mean something awesome. Like my name's gonna mean like, you know, mighty one set to slay the nations, or something like that, so I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's God. That's like God. All the years of shame, God's going to lift it. My name's going to mean something amazing, mighty prince, something like that. And, uh, but, but, but there next to Jürgen, it just has, has parentheses. And in the parentheses, it has two words, C. George. And it has a little asterisk. And I read the asterisk and it says, Jürgen is a derivative of George. I'm like, no, no, it's not. I used to make fun of a kid called George, Georgie Porgy, pudding and pie, kissed the girls and made them cry. And I'm like, no, no. And then I thought, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 hang on. This is just like God. Before things get better, they often get worse. This is going to meet. So I turned to the G's and I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome. I'm going down there, you know, and there's Jeffrey, you know, mighty one. You know, I'm going through all the G's and they all got sentences, these awesome sentences, what the names mean. When you get to George, there's no sentence. There's no sentence. There's just one word. Now, one word isn't bad. One word isn't bad if it's warrior. <laughs> Handsome. El guapo. You know, like anything. But oh, no, no, no. The word next to my name, Jürgen, George, farmer. 
I got that book and I flung it out the window. <laughs> then I had to go and get it. <laughs> that, that afternoon I'm laying on my bed and, and, uh, and God's like, you know, what's the matter with you? I'm like, what's the matter with me? What's right with me? My flippin' name. And he's like, do you know what a farmer does? I'm like, I don't care. He's going, no, 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 seriously, do you know what a farmer does? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, and then I'm, I'm trying to explain to God, like, God, you, you don't understand. Like, you live in heaven and they probably don't have cinemas. Down here we've got, oh, excuse me, movie theaters. They probably don't have movie theaters in heaven. Down here we have movie theaters. And when you go to watch a movie, like there's popcorn and drink, and that's all cool. I says, but before your movie starts, they, they, they show previews and trailers of upcoming movies. I said, they've always got a guy with a freaky voice. This summer, a film of epic, epic proportions. And I said, you know, and I said, and God, you know, you sit in there going, man, I want to watch that. A megalomaniac, an evil seeking to destroy the planet. I said, you know what, God, what never happens? I said, you're never sitting there in the movie theater and you're never watching the previews and they're describing this blockbuster movie, a movie movie by Jerry Bruckheimer, music by Dan Johnson. An evil megalomaniac seeks to destroy planet earth but only one man can stand in his way I said you know what you never hear you never hear and that man is the farmer you never hear that you never hear that the hero is the farmer you never hear I'm going to ride in on my tractor. That's what I'm going to do. I got me my breeches. I got me my pitchfork. Let me tell you something. I heard me a rumor that there's some alien people coming down here fixing to take over our planet. Well, over my dead body, see this pitchfork, I'm going to stab you in the face, Mr. Green Alien, with your with your telekinesis superpowers. Yeah, let me tell you, when I start stabbing you in the face, your telekinesis ain't going to protect you. I mean, you never hear about So I was like... So I was like legitimately depressed. And then God said, a farmer sows seed. And I'm like, whoop-de-doo. He's like, no, no, no. He brings in a harvest. I'm like, what? He's like, he has sheep. He has oxen. He has cattle. He says, Jürgen, you're going to sow the Word of God. You're going to preach the Word of God all over the world. He says, you're going to have congregations. You're going to raise leaders. I'm like, oh, why didn't you say something? After that, I would walk around, buenos dias. I am here again. You can call me farmer. When the anointing comes upon you, oh, my time's already up. It's already up. I didn't even, point one. What happened? We have demonic clocks. I'm sure we got little squirrels 
fast forwarding the clock. Let me just give you point number two and that's it. That's all I can give you. I have to come back another time. Point number two, the second thing you'll find in the kingdom is increase. Is increase. The first thing that, that happened was transformation. Till the day Jesus splits the sky, God is working on transforming you. I've got to tell you, one of the greatest things in the world is to know that I'm not who I used to be. I want you to know never, Jesus never stops loving you. Never stops loving you on your journey. Never stops loving you in your dysfunction. Never stops loving you when you're broken. Never stops loving you and you're down and out. Never stops loving you and you're busted up. Never stops loving you and your struggle. Never stops loving you in your sin. But He keeps on loving you. I got to tell you, I don't know how many times I've let Him down. He has never let me down. His the, the scoreboard says zero. Mine is like they don't have enough digits up there, and His scoreboard is zero. You know what the Bible says? This is what King David said. King David said in Psalm 23, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Did you know you've got a stalker? Two of them. Hey, I feel like I'm being followed. Uh, who's following you? Uh, I just feel like uh, someone's following me. There are two behind you. Goodness and mercy are following you. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I can tell you, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, January 1986, in 2021, when I look back, there's a trail of God's goodness in my life. God's, this one time, this true story, this one time, I, I, I was the Holy Spirit showed me, and, and I was looking back at when I met my beautiful Leanne and when, when her mom and dad gave me the thumbs up that I could court her. And then when I asked her dad if he could marry if I could marry her and, and when he said, God himself will have to speak to me. Because she was only 17 and I wanted to take her to New Zealand, not in the mission field. And the salary was zippity-doo-dah, nothing. And uh, he's like, yeah, God himself will have to speak to me. And I was such a dumb and dumber person back then. I'm like, so you're saying there, Richie. Anyway, so <clears throat> three days later, he calls up and he says, I haven't been able to sleep. His eyes are all bloodshot. He says, you can marry my daughter. I'm like, woohoo. And then I, I look and, 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 and I'm looking back and I see, I see God's goodness. I see the birth of Jordan. I see the birth of Ashley. I see the birth of my kids. I see coming to San Diego. I see meeting Dr. Matt Hubbard, like the, the goodness of God. But then, then I saw this. Then I saw all these, all these um, square cloths. You, you, know, you know how we have ministry cloths? You know, you pray for somebody and they fall over and we like, you know, we put a, like it's, it's called a modesty cloth. You know, if they're not kind of, they, they didn't come expecting they were going to fall down and, you know, they got maybe a skirt or, you know, and so we put a, I don't, I don't know why every time that happens to me, they put it over my face. Like, why would they? Anyway, and so, so, so I, 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 look, I look back, I look back, Lewis, it's true, so I look back and I see God's goodness and then I see all these cloths, like these, these square cloths. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't understand. I'm like, what's, what are those square cloths? And this is what he showed me. He says, every single one of those square cloths is my mercy. Every time you messed up, every time you did something that would disqualify you from my goodness, cover it. Cover it covered 
when you receive Jesus Christ to stalkers follow you all the days of your life goodness and mercy God's goodness and then when you and I disqualify ourselves from his goodness mercy clean that up mercy mercy there's a spill on aisle seven mercy mercy you may want to get that mercy how awesome is God David's testimony surely goodness and mercy come on who's thankful for goodness and mercy hallelujah I'm out of time I need to hand back the food trucks are out there I don't want to go to the dentist like Dr. Matt was threatening but if today if you want if you want more goodness and mercy just stand to your feet I'm going to pray a prayer if you need more goodness and mercy in your life just lift your hands high to heaven Psalm 150 is the last psalm. It's the last psalm out of 150 psalms. It's, the, it's obviously 150. Every second line is, The Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. I don't know how we, we so got God messed up. I don't know how we so presented a God who is a mighty smiter, who's an angry God, who's a, who's a ticked off God. He's a... God sent His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus died on the cross to strip away and wash away all our sin. Your testimony, if you'll follow God, if you'll become a servant of of God Most High, you'll look back and you'll see His goodness and His mercy following you all the days of your life the goodness and mercy of God. Father, I thank you for every one of these beautiful people. I pray for those who are away from you, those who aren't sure about you, those who don't know you too well, those who have drifted from you. Lord God, tonight they would come back. They would give their heart. They would join their heart to you, O God, so they would experience your goodness and mercy all the days of their life. And if you believe that, give God a big amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.